your complete betting guide to this weekend's English Premier League action. Please gamble responsibly. This is the Sportsbet.io Premier League podcast. This is the Sportsbet.io Premier League preview for another Premier League weekend. And it's a shortened Premier League preview that we've got today. So we've narrowed down. We're from three to two, but it's uh, it's qu- it's quality, not quantity. Uh, I'm David Eason. Hello. And I'm joined by a former Liverpool striker, Neil Mellor, as we look through the four Premier League games that we've got this weekend that we'll be covering on the clubhouse with Sportsbet.io. Uh, it is an FA Cup weekend, but we'll preview the Premier League games that we do have kicking off. On a Friday with Wolves against Leeds, uh, then it's one Saturday game, uh, which is Aston Villa against Arsenal at 12.30. Uh, and then the Europa League uh, teams who are still in Premier League action this weekend. Leicester face Brentford at two on Sunday and then Tottenham against West Ham is a big London derby uh, to finish the Premier League weekend at 4.30. Uh, and we'll start uh, Friday night football, eight o'clock. At Molyneux, it is Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Leeds. Wolves at 2.2, Leeds at 3.33. The draw is 3.5. Over two and a half goals, just under even money at 1.96. But you don't get many goals in Wolves games. Uh, They only needed to score one against Everton. That was fine. Uh, And that's been the story for lots of Wolves games this season. They've just needed the one and they will keep a clean sheet. And will they do the same against Leeds who just about got themselves a win. Such an important win last weekend. Oh, massive win, wasn't it, for Leeds United? Um, both teams will come into the game with, with confidence. Wolves on the back of back-to-back wins against Everton and Watford, obviously two struggling sides, but that's six points and, and zero goals conceded in those games. But that victory for Leeds has, has given them huge belief to, to stay up in the Premier League this season. They were certainly looking over the shoulder, thinking we are getting dragged into this. Well, that Gelhart injury time, uh, winning goal has just eased a few of those um, nervous glances around the shoulder at that relegation battle. So, yes, uh, I know we've said in the past about Wolves not scoring many goals and, and being involved in those games, but but I think this one's going to be a slightly better game than, than perhaps other games that Molyneux have been this season. They've played 14 at home. They've scored 14 goals. Um, only conceded 12, but but I think Leeds will will get themselves a goal in this one. Where's that going to come from? Because they, they well, obviously they did score last week, but uh, I, and we we constantly mention Patrick Bamford uh, getting back into this team at some point, but he he needs to get into the team and get scoring goals again if Leeds are going to get away from that relegation trouble. Well, he played 45 minutes, didn't he, in that game against Norwich. Harrison coming on for him at half-time. There's a doubt over Rodrigo, who got that first goal for, for Leeds uh, last weekend. He actually got the equaliser against Wolves earlier on in the season. So keep an eye out to see if he's in the team sheet or not. There is rumours coming out around the Leeds um, area that Phillips and Cooper have been training and are going to be in with contention to, to maybe feature in, in this game. So that'll be an interesting one. If they are, it's a massive boost, isn't it? With the, what, eight, nine games remaining in the Premier League season. So uh, again, keep an eye on that. Whether they're rushed into it, I'm not sure. Um, but if they do come back, that'll be a huge boost for Leeds for this game. Wolves' home form has stuttered of late, hasn't it? They Even though they've, they've been pretty good at Molyneux, they, they they beat Watford four 0 pretty comfortably last time, but they've they've lost at home to Palace, they've lost to Arsenal, uh, they've lost to Norwich in the FA Cup at home as well. Um, whereas Leeds away form, uh, it's not great <laughs> when you think about it. Um, no. They've yeah, the last three games they've lost ten 0 cumulatively at Everton, Liverpool, and Leicester. 
Yeah, not great at all. Well, well this has been Wolves' last five Premier League games. One, lost, one, lost, one. And now this is the next game. So if, if they are going to carry on with that um, little run that they've been doing, that will be a lost uh, if you are going to follow that. They've been inconsistent. There's no doubt about that. They've won six games at home. They've lost six games at home. And that's probably the reason why Wolves aren't going to be one of the sides in the top four this season. They've had a good season, you know, five points off the top four. But you just feel as though that's going to be too much of a big ass to creep into the, the top four places. Um, I would be surprised if they, they were to lose this game. Um, but but Leeds Leeds haven't won back to back games by the way all season <laughs> in the Premier League so you have to bear that in mind they beat Norwich last weekend um, and for them to go to Wolves and get the three points would be a big ask but it would be huge for their uh, their hopes of, of staying up if they can get something here um, it's it's going to be short uh, I'm looking at the, the the double chance for Leeds to, to get anything that is 1.63 is it more likely that um, Wolves are going to win this and probably keep a clean sheet as well well, here we go. I've got a few little um, bets for you for this game. Over 2.5, I really like. I think there will be goals in this game, um, which might get a good price because Wolves don't often have over 2.5. So fancy in that one. Goal scorers for Wolves. I've picked two players. And both worth betting because both have scored two in the last three home games. One of them, Neves, in midfield, scored two in his last three at home. And Pedence as well. He scored in two of the last three home games. For Wolves. So those two have certainly been in, in form at, at Molyneux. As for the away team, um, Leeds United, Bamford's got two goals all season, of course, just coming back fit. He's got one away, that was back in August, so he's due one. And Rafinha's the, always the obvious one for Leeds. His last away Premier League goal was Boxing Day, uh, sorry, in December against Chelsea. He's gone five games without scoring, one in 12. He set up the winner for Gelhart last weekend. He would be a player I'd be backing to get on the score sheet. Okay, well, in the the goal scorer markets, then you can have Rafinha at uh, three point one four anytime. He's six point six six first goal. Uh, those uh, Wolves players, Ruben Neves. You're right to say that he's uh, he's popping up with goals uh, now and again, uh, having gone a long time if it felt without him smashing one in from thirty yards as he tended to do in the championship. Four anytime, eight point five first goal. Pedence is four point five anytime, nine first goal. If you like, if we think Wolves are going to win this and you like either of those players to score in that win, you can uh, scroll down to anytime goal scorer and the full-time results, and you can have Neves to score anytime in a Wolves win at 5.66, and Daniel Pedence is slightly longer at 6 for uh, a goal in a Wolverhampton Wanderers victory. So just about Wolves, you thinking? Yeah, uh, over 2.5. Wolves uh, just about to win this one. Uh, they, they don't have a good record lead against Wolves. They've lost five of the last six games. And I, don't, I think that run is, unfortunately for them, going to continue. Wolves and over 2.5 is 3.4. Uh, over 2.5 in the game generally is just under even money at 1.96. That's Wolves against Leeds. The Friday night football in the Premier League. To Saturday lunchtime then. Uh, Mikel Arteta doesn't like it, but he's got to play. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa and it's uh, Aston Villa 2.9 at Villa Park to beat the Gunners who are 2.42 favourites to win this. The draw is 3.4. Over two and a half goals in this is 1.83 and it's uh, even money for under 2.5 goals. So the trade is not too sure where this is going to go. Villa... What do you th- what are you thinking about the way their their end of the season goes in in what is it eight nine games left for them? 
I think top 10. I think that would be the aim for, for Aston Villa this season. I think when Steven Gerrard took over at Aston Villa, there was the potential to get involved with that relegation scrap uh, and he's kept them kept them well clear of that. And I think a top 10 finish would be uh, would be a decent first um, start for Steven Gerrard there. And then hopefully to build on that, I think they've recruited well. I, I think games that you've watched Aston Villa, certainly for me, I've enjoyed watching them. Uh, Coutinho was a great signing and I certainly excited the fans there. Um, so so I, th- I think for them, it is a case of just finishing the top 10, trying to trying to finish the season strongly. Of course, they can have a massive say in the, in the title race, can't they? They play Man City last game of the season. Steven Gerrard could certainly make himself more of a hero with Liverpool fans. Not that he needs to because he's such a big hero anyway. Uh, their home form, it, it's not been as good as it probably could because Villa, Villa Park has been rocking this season and in, in the Premier League, they got that win last time out against Southampton. So impressive there. But before that, really stuttered um, conceding too many goals. That that had been a problem. Their first clean sheet that they keep and they, they win for a long time and they win, win 4-0. Yeah, uh, they've only got one win in the last five games at home, but they haven't beat any of the top eight sides. Villa are currently ninth. They have not beaten any of the sides above them in the Premier League this season at home. So um, Arsenal are one of those sides. They're currently fourth. And this could be an opportunity to finally beat one of the big guns at home this season. They got beat to Wolves. They got beat to West Ham. They drew with Manchester United. uh, Got beat to Chelsea as well. Got beat to Man City. So all disappointing results against the uh, sides above them. And Arsenal, they were on that great run. Uh, they'd, uh, They'd won... Uh, at least five games before they beat, uh, they, well, they lost to Liverpool on on Wednesday night. But they're away form again, a little bit sketchy if you, you consider the put the, the FA Cup tie against Forest in there as well, uh, and then the League Cup against Liverpool. Okay, maybe they've been concentrating on the league, in which case it's, it, it looks a lot better uh, with the one 0 win at, at Wolves when they were down to ten men. Um, but then even at Watford, it wasn't quite as simple as it looks. At three two, they were good for. A, an hour, 70, 75 minutes, and, and then Watford came back at them. There's there's something for Villa to have a go at, isn't there? But Arsenal are a, a side that is, is growing, and they're a great young side as well, aren't they? Yeah, and the big thing for Arsenal this weekend is this is their game in hand against Manchester United. You know, they're currently in fourth place. There's a couple of games in hand. They did have three. One of them was against Liverpool, which they lost. This is now one of those game in hand. So it's a big opportunity for them to try and increase that advantage that they have over Manchester United. They have won the last four away Premier League games. But if you look at the opposition, Leeds, Norwich, Watford, three of those teams, you would expect maybe them to beat. I think the one at Wolves was was certainly the more impressive of those four victories. One draw away all season in the Premier League. You know, you know where that was? Where do you think that was? Nil-nil. Uh, Not many people will remember it. Nil-nil. Think of a home team that don't score many goals. Apart from Wolves. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be Wolves. Uh, Southampton. Brighton. 0-0 at Brighton. Oh, it's a, draw. it's a draw. It's going to be Brighton. There yeah. you go. There you go. And, and, and Arsenal have not beaten Aston Villa at Villa Park since 2015. They won 2-0. Can you name one of the goal scorers that day? 2015, oh. Arsenal won away at Aston Villa 2-0. That's one of the things. It's too recent for me that I, I don't even know who was playing for Arsenal in 2015. Both um, both, both were in Serie A last season. Oh, no. But it, last season? Not this season? Well, one's definitely there this season. I don't know where this the other one is. Uh, go on, you have to put me up in misery again. Giroud? Ah. Now, Arsenal miss him, I think. But yeah, go on. Yeah, and the other one was Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey. 
Rangers Aaron Ramsey. There we go. I knew he'd move somewhere. <laughs> there we go. Still strange. Still very strange that he's, that he's up there. He probably should be in the Premier League. He's a, he's a good, good enough player, but um, uh, playing for Rangers occasionally is Aaron Ramsey now. Um, Arsenal with the, uh, in the away league table at eighth, uh, behind the likes of United, Tottenham and West Ham. So that's where they're going to have to improve next season. But in, in the table overall, their home form is really keeping them up there. Uh, they are a point ahead of Manchester United going into this one with two games in hand on United, one on Chelsea. And theoretically, if Chelsea get caught up in uh, in Europa League, uh, not again, in European football and Champions League football, um, they might still have Chelsea in their sights, Arsenal, with uh, seven points behind, with this game in hand. Um, a, a win here would certainly uh, get them well into that top four, and, uh, away from Manchester United, but they they could still be looking up, Arsenal. I think for Arsenal, if they can get in the top four, that will be huge for them, won't it? It's been a number of seasons where they haven't been finishing in those positions and, and not had the Champions League football, which of course they had for so many seasons. So to get that this season would be a, an achievement for them. I think they've got a young, exciting group of players that are are good to watch, a little bit inconsistent at times, but certainly um, they are a good side to watch. And, and I fancy them this weekend, I have to say. Uh, I think they will respond from that defeat against Liverpool and uh, and get the three points. It's about getting the uh, getting the ball in the back of the net, really, for Arsenal. As much as they had good moments uh, against Liverpool, they really only had a couple of shots on on goal, and, and one of them was gifted to them uh, by Thiago. Uh, the favourites in the market once more for Arsenal, Emil Smith Rowe, whether he plays, whether he comes on at three point ten any time, six point six six first goal, same price for Alexandra Lacazette, who um, maybe should have taken that first time against Allison, but that's easier said than done against the big Liverpool goalkeeper. The favourite for Aston Villa to score a goal is Philip Coutinho at 3.25 anytime. He's seven first goal. Um, and then there's there's no more from Villa until you get to Wally Watkins at 3.6. And he's at eight first goal. Have you got any idea on a on a goal scorer you like for, for the Arsenal this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he'll have to make changes. He went unchanged with the two last Premier League games, Leicester on the Sunday and then the Liverpool one on Wednesday. So I think he will make changes. I think Smith Rowe will probably start the game, but Lacazette, I know you mentioned that chance he missed against uh, Liverpool half chance. He has not scored away in the Premier League since Boxing Day, which was Norwich. He's gone. He scored one goal in twelve for Arsenal. So there is a centre forward who is due a goal for me. So um, so one goal in eleven. I'm doing a disservice. It's not one in twelve. It's one in eleven. He scored. Um, so um, Lacazette he's, he's, not, he's not scoring this weekend either but that, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. I, I, that's next week's notes it's uh, no, <laughs> 1 in 11 Lacazette uh, if you like uh, an assist the assist markets are there on this game as well uh, Martin Odegaard who is sometimes the assist before the assist the way he plays he's a uh, uh, four in the market for an assist for one assist. You can have a couple of them for 15. Uh, Smith Rowe at five, Saka at six. Uh, a Coutinho assist at six might be worth a, a shout for Aston Villa as he's been uh, finding his strikers pretty well in recent times. Uh, two Coutinho assists at 25 if you think he's going to have one of those days. Gabriel Martinelli, he's six for an assist as well. Uh, that is uh, Arsenal away at Aston Villa. Can you see anything for Villa in this game, Neil? Oh, obviously I want to see Stephen Gerrard doing well, um, but but I just think Arsenal have got a real opportunity to um, to strengthen that top four spot with a, with a victory this weekend, and that would be a big incentive for them. I, I don't think it would be a classic. I fancy under two point five goals, but Arsenal to have uh, a little bit too much for Villa. 
Arsenal and under two and a half goals is 5.5 for an away victory at Villa Park, which they would be happy with after that defeat to Liverpool in midweek. That's the 12.30 kickoff, the uh, one Premier League game on Saturday. And uh, you can follow that on Clubhouse Radio. To Sunday's matches then and we've got two games involving uh, sides who have been involved in Europa League action. Uh, we have to say we're recording this uh, before uh, the uh, games were played in Europe on Thursday but it is Leicester against Brentford and Tottenham versus West Ham. Two o'clock on Sunday it is Leicester against Brentford. Leicester 2.2, Brentford 3.3 and the draw is 3.4. Um, under and over 2.5, both 1.9 here and again I'm considering the traders not quite knowing what will happen between these two. Leicester, not great at Arsenal last weekend. Um, Brentford, having gotten themselves a win, a vital win over Burnley, where they um, they finished very strongly in that game. The draw is 3.4. Uh, Neil Mallard, do you think Brentford can get something from Leicester City and further get themselves away from that relegation trouble? Yeah, absolutely. In form, aren't they? They've, they've had back-to-back wins. A little bit of breathing space now away from the bottom three. That's eight points clear at the moment. So it's a nice little cushion that they have. They'll go into the game with the confidence on the back of those victories. And Leicester, of course, in European action on Thursday. You're just never sure how they're going to react, how they're going to respond to that. You know, already a squad that's had a lot of injuries this season. And it'll be interesting to see how many changes that Leicester can actually make to try and freshen it up to, to go again in this one against Brentford. With Leicester, though, they're, they're such an odd team to watch at times, aren't they? They've got such good players and, and they, they put pretty passes together and, and have some good games now and again. But every so often they will just throw in a goal, more than one. And, and defensively, they just haven't been right all season, have they? No, I, I think that has been down to to the um, to the injuries there. I think that's really un, unsettled the team. I think the balance of the team hasn't been there. I think a fully full strength Leicester would certainly have performed better. You know, what are they, the 12th mid-table? Nowhere near European qualification. And you could argue that they've maybe exceeded expectation in recent seasons to be around those European places. But it has been a disappointing season for them. I think Leicester will want the season done as quick as possible. You know, I'm talking now that they've probably gone through in that Europa Conference game um, and we'll probably try and win that this season and we'll have a chance to do that if they can get some of these players back fit, Vardy um, being one of them. Um, but, but for this one, in terms of the Premier League remaining games, I think Leicester will, will win a few, will draw a few, will lose a few. I don't see them being one of the sides that will go on the, a great run between now and the end of the season. But, but may see this one against Brentford as, as a chance not to lose this one. Um, what I would say about Leicester at home is they've lost four games, but they've lost against decent sides. They've lost to Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, City. They haven't lost to some of the lower sides, which I think Brentford would fall in that category. So Leicester, as disappointing as they've been, they don't tend to lose to the weaker sides in the Premier League at home. Yeah, the last time out at home, they beat Leeds by uh, one goal to nil. Uh, and Brentford with a pretty poor away form. Again, they've, they've had a run of games, um, although um, they th- did get beat 4-1 in the FA Cup by Everton. But Southampton, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, before the away win at Norwich, uh, the fixture computer wasn't exactly helpful to them there. And, and they might just go to Leicester with the, the, the kind of buoyancy from those last games, uh, the two wins on the bounce, and particularly the way that they finished against uh, against Burnley last week. There was a, a game that needed to be won and, and 
there'll be a brightness about them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they've had a couple of good wins this season at Wolves and West Ham, the places that you wouldn't have fancied them to have got the wins, but they have done. Um, like you say, they've got probably one of the hottest centre-forwards in the Premier League at the moment, Ivan Toni. Five goals in two games, uh, a couple of penalties in there as well. I think the manager says he's one of the best penalty takers in, in world football. So if he gets a penalty, I'm sure he will fancy his chances scoring from the penalty spot. But yeah, he's definitely in red-hot form. I just think the fact that those back-to-back wins will just ease all talk of relegation and they'll play with a little bit more freedom. Yeah, I'm not sure about his run-ups to those penalties. I know, I know they go in the back of the net, but they, I've not, I've not got the confidence of a short, straight run-up. Uh, not, not as much as Ivan Tony has, anyway. Uh, if you want Tony to uh, score a goal in this game, uh, he is the favourite to score in this one at 2.5 any time, which might surprise you when Leicester have the likes of Patson Dacker and Ian Acho and uh, Tielemans Madison in in this in their squad. 2.54 for Patson Dacker, Ian Acho 2.71. Uh, and then Madison at 3.4. Uh, it is all about Tony for Brighton. That's probably why he's short, because there doesn't seem to be anyone else who's picking up the, the goals for Brighton. There's, there is uh, Visser at 3.66, but really, uh, unless you fa- fancy a Christian Eriksen free kick to go in and celebrating his return to the Danish international team, it's 5.66 anytime, 12 first goal. It would be... Uh, in a, oh, sorry, it has been a fantastic comeback for Christian Eriksen, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Great story. Yeah, and great to see that he's been called up again by his, his national team. Um, I think everyone's just made up that he's capable of playing again after what happened. And, and there's no doubt about it. The quality he has is is there to be seen. And, and we're talking about Tony scoring goals, but he's benefited from having Christian Eriksen in that side. If he can get a goal, I'm sure he will between now and the end of the season. I'm just not convinced he will get one here. There's a couple of names that I like, Dave, for you to look at for Leicester. Dewsbury Hall. He has not scored a Premier League goal ever. Will he get his first Premier League goal in this game? That could be the story to look out for. And the other one is Thielmans. He scored five of his seven goals this season at home. Amazingly, he was unused sub at Arsenal. I cannot believe it. You know, surely your best one of your best players plays. I'm talking before the European game. I think he would have played in that one. He did score the goal away at Brentford this season. So he has scored against Brentford already this season. Um, so Thielmans is a player that I would uh, fancy to get on the score sheet. Uh, you can have uh, Kieran Dewsby Hall at 7.5 anytime. He's 15 first goal and Yuri Thielmans is 3.33 anytime and seven first goals. So again, edging towards Leicester. The 2.2 for Leicester at home. Seems fair enough as a, as a price to take. Do you think Brentford get on the score sheet? Yeah, I fancy Leicester to win this one. Um, Brentford maybe to nick one, but it only it would only be a couple of chances. I can't see them creating too much against Leicester. Uh, Leicester and both teams to score is four point two. Uh, Leicester and. Not both teams to score. Leicester and no is 3.6 to keep a, a clean sheet. But uh, a Leicester victory, which would seem to be a decent price at 2.2, is what we're thinking here. That's Leicester against Brentford, the uh, first game in the Premier League on Sunday. 4.30, the uh, Super Sunday Premier League game is from the Tottenham Stadium. It is at Spurs, who are, we can say, now back in form at 1.75 against West Ham, 4.5. Uh, the draw is 3.8. Spurs on the back of a decent victory against a, a stumbling Brighton side in midweek. Uh, and again, we are recording before the European game between West Ham and Sevilla, so we're not sure whether they'll be on a high or if they have won or not won, or even if they have won, but they're just really tired about it. Uh, 4.5 for West Ham, 
uh, to go to the Tottenham Stadium uh, and get themselves a victory. Would, in terms of Premier League form this season, Neil, look a bit of a long price. But West Ham at Tottenham, London derbies come and go for West Ham. They, 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 they're sometimes right up for it and sometimes they've got places they just don't like going to. Well, last time they won at Spurs, the two managers in charge. Can anybody remember who those managers were? 2019. So we're not going too far. Oh, I, I was going to say the year Tottenham won the double, but go on. It's not that far. 2019. You'd be able to get the Spurs one. Well, it'd be Pochettino. Pochettino, correct. And the, his, the other one, I want to say the same country, but he's not. He's actually South American, but he's not from Argentina. He's from a different part. Um, it's uh, is that in is that Pellegrini though? Correct, absolutely. Everyone forgets he managed West Ham, but a lot of people who manage West Ham have forgotten that they've managed West Ham. <laughs> well, that was one nil. Antonio got the winning goal back in 2019, and, and they were the two managers. Interesting because obviously so much change has happened uh, for both teams, of course. But 4.5 for you for West Ham. I know they've had a good season and they've been in and out of form and they've lost a lot of players to injury at just the wrong time again. Do you think that's worth a play against a Tottenham side who are scoring? Harry Kane is scoring goals, and, and yeah. Tottenham, when when they turn it on, Tottenham can can turn it on. Big game, isn't it, in terms of the battle for the top four? Um, both within touching distance of it, both on level points. West Ham are above Spurs on goal difference. I look at this, and I'm talking before West Ham have played massive European game. It's been talked about one of the biggest games they've had for a long time. If West Ham were to overturn that deficit from the first leg against Sevilla and qualify, I don't see West Ham winning this game. I think Spurs will win the game. I think if West Ham lose or are knocked out by Sevilla, I think West Ham might nick a point, get something. I don't see them winning the game, but I see them more chance of getting something in this game if they've been beaten, if that makes sense. I can only think back, Dave, when I remember a big high playing for Liverpool, we beat Olympiacos and everyone was on a big high. We just qualified to the knockout stages and our next Premier League game we lost. Everyone was, was still on a big high and um, and sometimes that can affect you going into the next Premier League game. Uh, I may be wrong. You know, obviously it's a big, it's a big Premier League game as well. Both teams fighting for top four. But um, I fancy Spurs to be, obviously to be fresher, of course. Um, but, but Spurs are, are favourites for this one. Would it help in that situation for West Ham that they're going back into a derby rather than, I could pick out any any team name here, but away at Watford, it would be quite difficult to get up for? Yeah, yeah, possibly. I think it'd be a cracking atmosphere. Um, but, but I just think, you know, we spoke about Man City and, and Liverpool a little bit earlier on and, and to raise yourself and to have the intensity levels needed for two games in quick succession is very, very difficult. It's even more difficult when you've got a thin squad, which West Ham have. I don't think we'll see many changes between either game. Uh, and that's why I find it a little bit more difficult. Having said that, Spurs didn't make any changes for their last two Premier League games and probably won't for this one. Of course, they played midweek, didn't they, in a in a comfortable victory away at Brighton. So I don't think they'll make any, many changes for this one either. Spurs form, as we mentioned, is all over the place. They can lose at Burnley and then they can win 4-0 at Leeds. They can beat Tottenham 5-0 and then just be edged out by a Ronaldo-inspired United last week and then just go and saunter to a 2-0 win at Brighton. It's it's it, it's almost a team in the image of its manager. You don't quite know what you're going to get when you sit down. Well, if you look at Spurs, Spurs are in form. They've won three of the last four. 
They've had three clean sheets in the last four. So everyone was saying, well, things have turned from that, that night in Burnley when it looked all doom and gloom and they were relegation form and no way of getting European football. Now Spurs are genuine contenders for the top four. And I think Harry Kane is a, is a big part of that. I think he's hitting the back of the net for fun. He's got four in three, five in five, seven in seven. There is a centre-forward banging form at the moment. And he's a player that's, that West Ham will certainly have to keep an eye out for. Harry Kane is two any time as short as even money just to score a goal. He's 5.2 to score a couple and he's 20 for a hat-trick. Again, is it is it just about Kane and Tottenham? I don't think he'll get a hat-trick. I, I, I don't see this one being a high-scoring game. Um, I think West Ham will, will obviously look to try and frustrate Spurs, try and limit that space for the likes of Harry Kane. Don't give too much space in behind for Son to be making those runs. Um uh, and then you're looking at who's going to be a goal threat for West Ham. Antonio, I mentioned Antonio scored in the last time that West Ham won at Spurs, but he hasn't got a good goal scoring record recently, does he? His, his last Premier, away Premier League goal was January the 1st. He's got one goal in 12 games, all competitions. He has not scored in the Premier League for 10 games. <laughs> that is that is one of those, again, Dave, I'm going to say to you, he is due one. So um, it could be Antonio to get himself on the score sheet like he has done before in this fixture. Uh, West Ham with injuries too. Um, well, Jared Bowen really is is, is a, a big miss. He's going to miss the international break as well. He probably would have got an England call-up if he had been fit. Uh, no Ogbonna, no Kufal either. Um, and we'll see what happens on the back of the game against Sevilla. But we, we're thinking Tottenham, uh, Harry Kane, maybe West Ham getting themselves on the score sheet and Tottenham are both teams have scored, do you think? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if West Ham nicked a draw. Um, uh, I think, um, depending on that result against Sevilla, but, but I think this one will be a really, really close game. I don't see uh, Spurs running out comfortable winners at all. Um, so uh, I'm thinking under 2.5. Maybe West Ham can nick that that point one one, or otherwise maybe it could be a one nil for uh, for Spurs. The double chance for West Ham uh, being long as they are at four point five to get themselves a win. You can have the win or the draw at two point five, so better than even money. Uh, West Ham to get some something perhaps just about again it's about the team that's that's possible and listen to clubhouse radio for that uh, we'll have the team news as soon as we get it and we can listen uh, listen along and you can listen along and get involved in the clubhouse as well with sportsbet.io uh, that brings an end to this uh, mini pod that we've uh, we'll have a look and we've had a look at uh, the premier league for this weekend uh, we'll be back uh, for the Premier League after the international break, Neil, and um, lots to look forward to as we get into the, an actual run-in, an actual title race, and it, it feels like it's only just beginning. I hope whoever you support that your players go away from inter- on international break and come back healthy and fit, ready to play for your team. The last thing anybody wants, looking forward to the running at the top, top four, the bottom, is players getting injured and, and having an impact for their team come the end of the season. Uh, Neil Mell, a former Liverpool striker, hoping that uh, all Man City players get injured. No, that not at all. Not at all. Um, we, yeah, we want the best players to be playing at the uh, the business end of the season, which is where we are approaching right now. Uh, don't forget, we are covering every single Premier League and Champions League game, every second of every one of them this season here on the Clubhouse Clubhouse Radio with Sportsbet.io. Uh, this Premier League preview is a sports betting media production. Please always gamble responsibly. Uh, gambleaware.org for more information 
and we will see you next time as the Premier League continues to the business end of the season. Clubhouse Premier League betting previews with sportsbet.io previewing every game of the English Premier League. Listen to Clubhouse Radio with sportsbet.io for all the best bets as the games are being played. Please gamble responsibly.